Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. Actually, that's Nick's line. This is Michael. I'm just giving you an introduction. I'm sorry that we're not doing the regular episode this week, but we're giving you a flashback because important things are coming, or so says Nick. I don't know. I, I have no idea what's coming next. But he tells me that something very significant is going to be coming very soon and that you'll get some hints about what's coming based on this egg session from Liliana's adventure when she picked out her egg. Of course, you know what hatches from that egg when she gets it. It's a Growlithe, uh, her Growlithe grunge, uh, but this is a very fun adventure in which she goes and finds that egg and the personages that she encounters on this mission of hers will point forward to what's coming very soon. So enjoy this episode, and in two weeks we'll have our next regular episode when the party ventures into the ruins uh, to see what slumbers there. Uh, It should be very exciting. So enjoy this episode, uh, and also um, because this episode was recorded uh, far before most of our other episodes. Uh, There are a couple things to add in here. Uh, We'd like to uh, give a shout out, say thank you to Rocco W for our theme song, Electric Donkey Muscles, uh, and also uh, invite you to participate in the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room on Facebook. Just search for Pokemon Rollout Tap Room among the groups. It's a closed group, but if you request to join, we will let you in. We just don't want robots uh, or uh, spammers. So, uh, yeah, join us there. Talk. Uh, we have we occasionally have quizzes and things there, uh, asking for feedback. You can chat with the creators, chat with other fans, uh, and see what's going on in the world of Pokemon Rollout. Uh, so, aside from that, I don't think there are any additional things to be said. Uh, unfortunately, no Paul this episode. Uh, it's just me here for the intro, and then... Uh, Lydia going on her adventure as Liliana uh, to get her egg. So uh, with that, I'm going to head right back into my Pokeball here. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you are listening to a special intermission episode of Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. Uh, what is your name? Lydia. Alright, so we're going. <laughs> this is Lydia's uh, egg gathering session, so this is in between a couple of our episodes here. Um, so we'll just jump right to it like we did with the others. All right. The early spring day dawns bright and cool, though the sun is diffused somewhat by the cloud of smog that constantly veils the city of Ratu. The smog levels have lightened up considerably since you were a child. One of your earliest memories was of staring outside your window at the brownish twilight under the noonday sun on what your father had called a coal-black day. But there was still enough smoke from the factories of Ratu to turn the sun into a hazy orange ball in the greenish-blue sky. You hardly noticed. This was home, after all. The small group of trainers in front of the Ratu gym contained none of your former gang members, and no one else that you recognized from the streets either, unless you had stolen from them before. Most of them were from the poorer districts, however. Uh, Cheap machine-made clothes, pokeballs with scratched paint, simple or home-done haircuts, 
Becoming a trainer in Ratu usually meant that you wanted to leave the city, and the elite in Ratu rarely strayed far from home. Those few children of the richer houses, their expensive hairdos and hand-tailored clothing screaming rich mark to you, while the shiny new pokeballs at their hips tell you new battler, inexperienced, cluster together a bit away from the rest of the crowd. It may just be a trick of the light, but it seems to you that their noses are tilted up higher than strictly necessary. Before you all stands Yash, the silent surgeon, gym leader of Ratu. The forbidding woman stands head and shoulders taller than all but the very tallest men of the group, her rail-thin body elongated even further by the thin white coat she always wore. As always, the coat was splattered with liquids in a panoply of colors, with black, rust-brown, and grayish-green being most apparent. Her brown hair, streaked heavily with gray despite her relative youth, is pulled into a tight ponytail, and her flat gray eyes sweep over the crowd without showing any emotion or concern. The heavy, bruise-like bags under Yash's eyes suggest that she is in desperate need of sleep, but her eyes themselves tell otherwise. They show no fatigue, only a disconnected collection and dissemination of visual information. Yash had been watching the group for about five minutes now, never speaking a word or moving a muscle, and the richer kids were starting to fidget. This is not unusual for Ratu's gym leader. Hearing her say a sentence with more than four words was t considered tantamount to a personal visitation by Arceus himself, and she often remained silent for several minutes when she was called upon to speak. Perhaps she was weighing her words carefully. No one could be sure, because Yash would never elaborate. Finally, Yash's slow study of the prospective trainers comes to a close, and she shifts her feet, drawing the eye of all those gathered together. She seems to consider for a moment, then makes a tight gesture that somehow con conveys the circumference of the city walls. Eggs in the city, she says softly, then holds up one finger. One. She gestures behind her, and a muck oozes out of the open gym doors. The creature's stench causes all of the prospective trainers to take an involuntary step back, but Yash hardly seems to notice. She gestures again, and the muck begins to dis gorge cylindrical glass structures that you vaguely recognize. Egg helpers, or something like that. There seems to be one egg warmer for each person gathered there that day, laid out in a line. Only the thinnest coating of muck residue remains on each device. Congratulations, you got an egg warmer. It's a body slot system that uh, decreases the amount of time it takes for your egg to hatch. As you all turn to go, Yash stops you all with a quiet Wait. She turns to all of you, then holds up a Pokeball. Catching Pokemon. Her hand drops. Don't. Somehow, Yash's quiet, nearly monotone voice is even more menacing than anyone or anything you have met during your life on the streets. Yash turns away, re-entering the gym and closing the door behind her with a boom. What do you do? I'm gonna go find the eggs, so whatever I have to do. I don't know. Go leave leave the circling of other people and just run out of there. I wanna find that egg. That's mine. Sounds good. You wander through the streets that you've known since childhood, searching for a Pokemon egg. There is still some hustle and bustle on the main streets, though it's noticeably less crowded than usual. The word must have gotten out that the egg-gathering ceremony would be held in the city proper, and people were staying out of the way of potential trainer battles. 
In any case, the main streets are too busy for Pokemon to make a nest. Uh, as you travel down a side street, it presents a better chance, and you soon find yourself wandering through the many avenues, dead ends, and t- alleyways that crisscross the huge city. Anyone who is not a native would quickly become lost in the twisting alleyways, but you had been using these streets for quick getaways since just after becoming homeless. You soon find yourself near the river at the eastern part of town, and everyone else has apparently decided not to penetrate this far into the warrens of the city. You turn a corner and all but stumble over a Pokemon egg. The egg comes up to about mid-shin, is dark orange in color, with three black bars spaced at pseudo-random intervals. Can I get a Pokemon education check? Yeah, I got a seven. (laughs) All right. You know that it is a Growlithe egg, which is kind of weird. Growlithe packs lay their eggs communally, all together, and... The children of the pack are raised together. Finding a lone Growlithe egg is kind of unexpected. Well, I'm going to pick it up anyways. It's fine, so hey. <laughs> Sounds good. Little puppy you... dogs. <laughs> you scoop up the egg and begin to head back to the gym. Uh, after hey. a few streets, you can hear someone else moving down the alleys nearby. Uh, a male voice seems to be muttering something under its breath but the walls of the city make his words impossible to understand. Uh, At the next intersection, you almost run into the man. Uh, He seems to be someone maybe seven or eight years older than you, uh, with mud-brown eyes and dark hair that marks him clearly as of being de-descent. He towers over you by about half a foot, uh, with the heavy build of someone who works hard labor for a living. The man is dressed in traditional D-garb, uh, with a long tunic of dyed indigo wool and loose white cloth pants. Uh, his feet are wrapped in lengths of white cloth, but are otherwise bare. Most notable in his appearance, however, is a small pin affixed to the left side of his tunic over his heart. The pin is shaped like an ancient curved sword, its blade glowing with a stylized flame. You know this emblem. Uh, one of the first rules you learned on the street was to avoid anyone with that emblem on their lapels. They'd be kind to you, if you had enough de-ancestry, and offer you food, warmth, and a new home. It was all a trap, though, unless you wanted to be forcibly conscripted to the ranks of the Flames of Agony. The man is scowling darkly, muttering something under his breath. God's blasted heap of scrap and poison, why would it ever appear? He stops talking upon seeing you, though his expression doesn't change an inch. Out of my way, urchin. He rumbles, looking to push past you. Then his eyes fall upon your egg warmer. Is that a Growlithe egg? He growls, suddenly intent. Give that to me. No. <laughs> you suck. Um, I Can I try and like persuade him out of thinking that this is a Growlithe egg? Guile. Woohoo! Okay, here we go. I got a 22. I'm gonna say, um, <laughs> no, this isn't a Growlithe egg. Uh, this is actually one of the newest handbags that is out on the market right now. And I saw it and I thought it was just the most beautiful thing ever. And like, what would a girl be doing without one of these bags right now? I mean, honestly, I'm a fashionista, as you can clearly tell. So why would I be without one? He doesn't immediately 
like his, his expression doesn't change very much. You put your handbag in an egg warmer. Of course. The best place to put one. I mean, that's what all the cool people are doing nowadays. What else would you be doing? Honestly. I mean, where where would you put your new handbag? Of course, I put it in the safest place possible. No one would steal a handbag that's in an egg warmer. Dirty hay. He looks at you for a second and then changes it. So you wouldn't mind me taking a closer look at your handbag then. I need a gift for a cousin of mine. Um, excuse me, but no, I just got this. If anyone even breathes on it, this would devalue it. So, of course, no, no, you can't. No, I'm sorry. I, I That's not going to be possible. So I think I'm going to just start walking away. <laughs> he steps forward to block your path. Give me whatever that is, Urchin. Do not argue with, do you know who I work for? Do you really want us as your enemy? Not entirely. <laughs> um, so, obviously, he's not going to be a cool bro. So, <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> um, I'm going to call out my turd twig. He looks down at Spicy and then back up and he's like, ha. Only cowards in the Chan choose to fight, choose for, to have their Pokemon fight instead of themselves. Ah, and he readies, snap, no. Uh-uh. He readies himself to fight, but you are faster. <laughs> Spicy is not you are. That's okay. Oh, oh, I want to punch him in the head. <laughs> All right. Okay. Got 19. He staggers back slightly from the hit, but doesn't seem too upset by it. Perhaps you aren't completely suckered in by the chain. But in any case, that egg belongs to the Flames of Agony. And he goes for a kick. Oh, heck no. But you duck out of the way. Yeehaw! Okay. Uh, well, let's just go with a nice tackle. Mm-hmm. Spicy charges forwards, but first you do a d20. Make sure you hit. I got 17. You do hit. I got 31, then, as a total. 31. All right. All right, that was a good, solid hit on the Agony Grunt, and he kind of he stumbles back from it, clutching at his stomach. Woo! Okay. Um... <laughs> I kind of want to keep beating up on this guy, but at the same time, that's not very nice. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try and just, like, just get out of there so I can bring my egg to the gym leader. Okay. Roll me an athletics check to run to move faster. I got a seven. <laughs> okay, you start running, and you hear him shout behind you, I tell him to shut up. And he starts catching up. So he is still neck and neck with you at the moment. And Spicy's back there. It's Spicy's turn, but he's a little farther back. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, Spicy's back there. Let's just have her go ahead and do another tackle. Let's go for it. So if you want to use tackle, um, you need to... Have spicy roll and athletics to catch up. 
Absorb has a range of four, so he, uh, right now, Absorb, he, uh, she'd be able to hit him with that. Okay. Um, let's go with that. Let's just go with Absorb. Okay. I got an 18 this time. Ooh. And that's a solid hit. So I got 21. He staggers from that hit and almost falls, but remains standing and leans against one of the pants, and he's like, you win the day for now, well, but the flames of Agni will have that Growlithe. You do not understand what you hold. He pushes away and starts to stagger down an alleyway. Bye. I hope he feels better soon, even if he wasn't very kind. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. You make it back to the gym without any further worries with the Growlithe uh, nicely kept with you. So that um, normally that would give Spicy some EXP, but you started out with it already. This is we're a few episodes in here, folks. So we've gotten a few things going here, but that means you have your Growlithe egg. Spicy's good to go, and we are good. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, I should probably finish out this episode before. I call Michael. You know, whatever. <laughs> Might be a good one. Let's do that first. All right. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rollout. Once again, I'm Nick, and I apparently don't like social media. I just, I, I keep forgetting to set something up. Hey, I'm Lydia. I also don't have social media that you can contact me at. I'm sorry. I don't hate you. It's just, it's me. It's not you. It's me. Hooray, no social media. Woo! <laughs> at least All I have right. a growl thing. <laughs> there you go. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially, please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.
think I'm good to go. I actually um, completely slipped my mind that we were recording today, so I have banana bread in the oven that's coming out in about 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to run and grab that at some point, but we can at least start before. Sure. Um, Please share it with everyone else. Right, yes. I will. I, I'll eat it. I can just eat it here then. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> and people were staying out of the way of potential trainer battles. I need to go and grab the banana bread. <laughs> I'll be right back. Sorry. This is important. Successfully got the banana bread. Woo! And you didn't even bring me back a slice? Well, it still needs to cool. I'm sorry. That's a terrible excuse. <laughs> well, back to the game. You said faint attack? Yeah, faint attack can't miss. So it's basically like you're tricking him into getting punched. Oh. Okay, I do that to my brothers all the time. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Okay. He is level... Sorry. Yeah, he. It actually is he. Girl, who's Whoa! I finally have a guy! <laughs> finally have a guy! Alright. Little puppies. I'm going to grab a drink quick. Be right back. Do it. Maybe I, should, maybe I should grab some more banana bread. No, I won't. <laughs> he just doesn't know when to stop, does he? It's a problem. We should... Um... <laughs> Have an intervention, I think. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's what Patty and I can do when we get back from break, is just send him down. Oh, wait, he's he's back. Stop talking about him. Okay. <laughs> hey, Nick, how'd it go? You got that water? <laughs> Cherry Coke, actually. Oh. oh hmm. <laughs> actually, well. that's pretty good. I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> I don't have anything to drink. I have cherry coke too. Nice. I have the uh, brick. You got a rock. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed the opportunity. I feel ashamed now. Apparently, <laughs> that's something that happens at like every game, like every RPG table. Someone at some point, like, everyone will be, it'll say, like, everyone roll this, and someone will go, go at the end, I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's not surprising. That is wonderful. No? No, oh, no. Banana bread for Paul! <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion abambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network, tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. Mm-hmm.